2: Hey guys, thanks for listening to Kinda Dating, the comedy dating podcast where I, your host, Natasha Chandel, and some cool guests break down the dating world and try to figure out why the fuck do we all have commitment issues? Today's topic is love addiction. Do you have it? Let's find out. Hello, friends. I'm Natasha Chandel. You're listening to Kinda Dating... Guys, the listener shout out for today goes to D. Griff, 1979, who said. Most dating advice comes off to me as stuffy, sterile, and lumps all men and all women in together as if we're all identical clones with the same needs and tendencies. Natasha and crew do a great job of just being real about it, and I love hearing input from the varied experts brought on as guests. Being a fellow INTJ woman like Natasha, it's comforting to know I'm not the only woman out there who stumbles through small talk and flirting. Seriously, a great listen. Thank you so much, DGriff1979. How sweet. And yeah, INTJs for life. <laughs> um, I, I'm really glad. I feel like we really try to to show both sides and not say like you're you know, this is how somebody's supposed to do something or this is how it, it something should be done. Um, everybody is a human and you're unique. So we just try to get to like the core of issues and hopefully you guys can work it out with what's best for your life um so thanks so much uh friends if you like today's episode remember to subscribe to the podcast wherever you get it and leave us a five-star review Uh, as you saw we love to hear them and read them on the show and we'll shout you out on socials we're also at kind of dating on facebook twitter instagram and i'm natasha chandel on facebook instagram and at natasha underscore chandel on twitter and we have aisha here in the house too and she's at aisha says dance that's it yeah 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 um and i we are excited to have back our recurring guest Uh, she's been on the the podcast more than any other guest so far this is her fourth appearance. I want to introduce Dr. Aris Humer, internationally sought-out relationship counselor, author, and speaker who has broken down psychology on sex, love, breakups, divorce, and other human behaviors on HLN's Dr. Drew on Call, Nancy Grace, Extra, Kiss FM, Orion Secrets, and more. I could go on and on with her resume, and I am going to because she's the star of Bravo TV's LA Shrinks. Also author of Breakup, Emer- Breakup Emergency, A Guide to Transform Your Breakup into a breakthrough. She's also the CEO and founder of Divorce Doctor and Best Self, Inc. Dude.
1: I can't believe I am the most reoccurring guest on this show. That is such an honor. Thank you. This is exciting. I love this. You
2: came last time and you did... Three killer episodes with us. Oh, and my God. People okay. still... You know, I, I actually got a message the other day about somebody who had listened to the Codependency Addiction one, uh-huh. and she was like, you changed my life.
0: Oh, wow. Yeah, because, like, so people great. don't realize,
2: like, and... The sex addiction one does big on YouTube. Guys, um, we are also now on YouTube, uh, so make sure you subscribe to us. You can find it at YouTube.com slash user slash Natasha Chandel or just Google uh, or in the search put in Kind of Dating Podcast. And that one does really well. That's fantastic. Well, whatever we can do to help. Yeah, yeah. That's my mission. Because I think a lot lot of guys are like wondering if they're... They have sex addictions. Um, Well, yeah. Yeah. Speaking of like addictions, like who ever thought that love addiction could be a thing? But it really is. I mean, I, I feel like when when I became aware of it, I'm like, oh, my God, I know so many people who who are like love addicts. And you don't, again, think about it. But songs talk about it as like love is a drug. And I was reading about it and it said love it can be the equivalent, it can give you the feeling or the equivalency of like cocaine. Well, we're searching for it. We were yeah. brought up that way. We start it with
1: these toxic. Fairy tales when we're a child, it's like this idea and this ideal Disney, of what we're right? the Disney yeah, princesses yeah, and, princes exactly. and stories. Yeah. And so we're shown these movies, but most people don't have parents to explain mm-hmm. what this is really about, right? So we're like searching for this big, magnificent feeling that society is teaching us that we have to feel they do it with everything body image what our life should look like Now people are doing it on social they're putting their fake lives out there their fake relationships Mm -hmm. of what they want you to believe their relationship is really about and it's just not that in life yeah right so we're searching for something that doesn't exist now that doesn't mean that you can't feel deep love and that it can't be amazing and there can't be glimpses of that because I think that it can be but that's more a matter of how you feel about yourself Mm -hmm. you know if you feel that you deserve this kind of love and you want to and you're aware enough of the kind of match that you want you can feel that deep real true intimacy yeah and intimacy into me you see right like you see the real me
2: into me you see yeah I
1: like that yeah so it is that's what intimacy is really about like getting to know yourself on a deeper level with somebody Mm -hmm. else right but we're searching for the external in this world when it comes to love we're searching for this thing that probably doesn't exist and then we go we keep going without knowing What we're doing, we're searching for something to fill a void. Right. And so some people do that through love. Yeah. Right. So that's why they call it love addiction. To me, it's more information. Mm -hmm. If I'm doing these behaviors and they're toxic. And I, by the way, I look at that with everything, with depression, with Mm -hmm. anxiety, with self-esteem issues with anything. I'm like, okay, let me see this as information. What is it about myself and my life that I'm not happy about? Mm -hmm. And how can I get to know myself on a deeper level so that I don't have to have these toxic relationships? Mm -hmm. But, you know, most therapists and experts out there are hanging their hat on this love addiction thing, and it's going to take forever to get fixed. Mm -hmm. And I just don't believe that. I think that we can have a shorter way to get there. Mm
2: -hmm. I agree. I mean, I, I think, you know, isn't it also a, a chemical? thing is in in terms of the actual like addiction itself is sort of like for regular addiction well love it's
1: those oxytocins
2: yeah and then like you you sort of it's kind of like with the dopamine right Right. when it's a sex addiction it's like you jerk off you get a hit of dopamine but then when you keep doing it your your threshold increases and then you need to keep like upping the thrill to be able to get that same level of Right. Dopamine. Right. right? And so is it and it's the same thing with love, but oxytocin. Right. Well, we can do that. We can
1: do it and we can look at it like that. Like I keep doing it and doing it and doing it. I'm getting this high. Right. It's this cycle. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like this addiction cycle that we keep looking at and we keep studying. But let's say that we were to look at it a little bit differently. Like I keep engaging in these behaviors, Mm -hmm. even with the sex addiction. Right. Or I keep going for the same relationship over and over. Or I keep rushing into a relationship. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. or I keep attracting the same person or I go too quick, too fast, or I don't look at the red flags and then I keep going, even though I know it's not right for me, you know, or it's like this constant mm-hmm. arguing and I'm staying in this toxic cycle. And that's what they l- are looking at as love addiction. To me, I'm like, OK, I'm doing this. Why am I doing this? Mm-hmm. Why do I keep having these behaviors and patterns in my life? Mm-hmm. Why don't I just take a step back and look at myself and work on myself and my self-esteem issues and possibly some attachment issues from my past that might be there and allow myself to open up for some vulnerable looking at myself yeah. for a moment and work on those little pieces of myself and then find that self-esteem and worthiness so I don't have to engage in these toxic relationships.
2: Right. So what's the... Opposite of love addiction, like, because I think I have that one. <laughs> the opposite I'm like of the, love addiction. The one who, like, can't can it. Well, they be say love. <laughs> love avoidant,
1: right? They say yeah. love avoidant, but maybe it's, well, you're on, you're clearly, I mean, look, you're doing this podcast, yeah. the, these shows, you're seeking love. I yeah. mean, you're on a mission, right? Yeah. So, I just, like, it, don't
2: fall in love with that like easily is that i'm like eh, maybe there's something wrong with me
1: <laughs> have you visualized the relationship that you want Have have you made it very clear as to this is the type of relationship i want this is how i want to feel in my relationship and this is what I want to
2: build with something, mm-hmm. the kind of life I want to create with somebody. I think that's the thing I'm now working on. I kept doing the like, and my friends told me this too, who are in relationships. They're like, you've done all the like what you don't want stuff.
1: No, right. And like now what? you got to write what you do want. Right. But see, and, yeah. the more you focus on what you don't want, the more that can grow. Mm-hmm. It's when I focus on what I want. That's how I'm going to yeah. get that, right? So it's the yeah. same thing. We were talking about ways a yeah. little bit ago, right? If I'm like, oh, I just want to go someplace pretty or I don't want to get lost, then I'm going to get lost. Yeah. But if I put the exact place I want to go, I'm going to end up there. Right. So I have to navigate how I want to get there. Yeah. But I think that so many people get in relationships for all the wrong reasons and they're just looking for that feeling. Mm-hmm. And it's more about what life do I want? What do I want to create in my life, and then I'm going to attract the right kind of mate in mm-hmm. my life. And by the way, I know it changes. You know what I wanted in life when I was in my 20s, change in my 30s, and now my 40s. Oh, I've it's changed constantly. From like two changing. years ago, I'm
2: like, God damn it, <laughs> right?
1: But that that's the journey. Yeah. Like somebody who's going
2: to go on that journey with you. With you yeah. Aish, would you consider yourself, or, or do you do you consider yourself a love like somebody who falls in love fast?
0: No. Well, actually. Uh, or I don't like do you like, like-, like- yeah, yeah, like, like a lot.
2: Lust yeah.
0: Really fast. Yeah. So, maybe. Do you know
2: friends you think it could be love addicts? I know oh, friends yeah. who Definitely. are love addicts. So, 100%. I would have been considered a love addict. Yeah. When
1: I was in my 20s, because I was searching for that ideal, that yeah. feeling. Mm-hmm. And I would just go after toxic relationship after toxic relationship. I write about it. I in guess, my I book, guess, in that breakup way, yeah. emergency, I, I've done that too. Right. Yeah. And so, that's what they would call love addiction. Like, oh, the red flags are there. Pff, uh-huh. You know, I'll just keep going because I don't want to lose this person because I'm so afraid that I'm not going to find somebody else again. Mm -hmm. Right. So that's why we stay, because we're wanting that attachment, like wanting to be connected to somebody. So for me, when I was younger, my parents didn't have a healthy relationship. So I was I was always trying to look for that void within myself through somebody else. Right. Yeah. So I would have been considered a total mm-hmm. love addict. Mm-hmm. Now, is that a forever thing? No, because I don't consider myself that any more at all, yeah. because my journey then became becoming more self-aware and take, putting myself first and falling in love with myself and knowing what my value and worth was. And not just going out with anybody because mm. of smoke and mirrors or empty promises or manipulation or anything i am in
2: life there so you go. will i find somebody
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah when you're ready i think that when it's all about timing too yeah, yeah, so yeah. when you're ready i mean because look like you've got it all you have your beautiful your makeup guys yeah it's all smoke and mirrors <laughs> and it's not all oh makeup God. please <laughs> but when you're ready you'll yeah, get it yeah, you know yeah. i think that we whole i look at certain people who continue these patterns in life even into their 40s -hmm. where they keep being more attracted to that intense feeling Mm -hmm. and then both of the people are in that place and then they don't commit and then they break up and they keep going through that own cycle and it's more about lack of self-awareness
2: and it's so weird because like what you were saying is like when I first moved here to L.A. four years ago, I met this guy on off. Uh, you know, I call him Bruce Lee on the show. And uh, that it was that kind of thing. I was so intensely into him. And I think it was because I was lonely. I was lonely here and I didn't know anybody. And I met him in my first month. And and like we just had this thing and it was this chem- like chemistry. And but ne- like. And then I, you know, that guy put me through, literally in depression because I was like so fucked up from this like on off toxic relationship. And then I finally came out of it. And now, like, the thought of him, like, when, and now we're friendly and we're cool. And if I meet him, I'm like, God, you are so not even interesting. Mm-hmm. And, and like, fuck the attraction. I don't even care anymore. And then, I say that because now I've met somebody like I met somebody else who, again, on paper, our families, he was like an Indian guy and everybody was like, you guys should be together and really attractive and like me and him into each other. Full out red flags known to man. He's like, I've, you know, he literally tells me he's told me he's cheated on girls before. He tells me how like every girlfriend that he's ever had has slapped him at some point, Mm -hmm. and that you know I go to his house and there's like holes in the wall from like some fight he had with some ex, and I'm like, all right, this is so this
1: is like stuff that he's. kind of proud of still, which means
2: he's still gonna be engaging in the behaviors Exactly.
1: Like somebody like that who would be like, Man, when I was younger, I was like so wrong. And it's like embarrassing to even say that I would even act out like that. Like I'm so not like that. Mm -hmm. But I learned a lot from that, those behaviors. Like so that that's a difference, right? There's some people who just want to stay in that toxicity Mm -hmm. because they're afraid of even breaking out of that Mm -hmm. sort of love addictive behavior. Right. Because Change is scary, but we were all taught that. Mm-hmm. You know, if you have two solid parents, truthfully mm-hmm. solid, who showed you what love was about through by example, and then they taught you about self love truthfully yep. and it wasn't just all talk it was like not just do as I say say as I do not as I do and it was really by example and that was the right model then you wouldn't be engaging in those kind of True. relationships mm-hmm. right so the journey really isn't about relationship it's about with other it's about love within yeah. myself yeah. and so we're not going to find that happiness through somebody else we're going to we'll find it within ourselves, mm-hmm. and then that person it could be a great addition to our life and to becoming all that we want to be yeah and relationships just aren't easy none of them are
2: yeah and and my whole point with that was that old me would have probably still engaged and at least like maybe a sexual kind of way Mm -hmm. with him and and now I'm like that's not even worth it because I have no interest in like getting back in like a weird cycle with somebody like I just have none at all and so I literally like told him I was like dude I think you and I just have like a lot of chemistry and nothing else Mm -hmm. like you and I personality wise would never work and it's like made him so he was at first he was like yeah yeah I completely agree and then he's like but but like I mean why do you think like what do you think it is about me that I can't like and he's now starting to like it's so weird because he's trying to like rope me into this cycle that he has with these like chaotic relationships and I am just not about it anymore Mm -hmm. and like It's interesting when you do break But is he chasing you more Oh, he's trying to. I just don't message back. I'm like, oh, you're blocked. (laughs) I was like, you could be a friend. But, like, I'm just not in the zone. Like, again, old me would have at least listened to heard it uh, seen a text message and kind of been like ha ha, ha laughed about it. now i'm like, like no by you the know way, what block. people do change i see i mean my yeah, yeah, I just know has behavior
1: but <laughs> in case anybody is listening <laughs> yeah. and some and you're afraid of maybe past behaviors it's really looking at who they are now mm-hmm. and how vulnerable and honest they are about their past yeah. because we all go through shit all of us do mm-hmm. to Hold get on. to become better you know, but some people do stay in that same mm-hmm. place. I mean, I know I have boyfriends from my past, from my 20s that are a lot older now, and they're still single, still mm-hmm. engaging in those same behaviors because they don't want to be In that place where they are willing to take the risk to grow Mm -hmm. and become more evolved. Because like you were saying, like sometimes it takes work. But to me, that work is good work. That work is interesting. That work is I get to have a better life and I get to have healthier relationship and I get to have less drama. That to me is good. So, I mean, you know, from going through therapy and Mm -hmm. working on yourself isn't your life better now so than it was back better. then? So. so
2: so much better. It, it just weeds more people out, though. That's the shitty part. It's like it once won't. you start, f- like you know, well and it should because like, all yeah. it takes is one. Yeah. Now so I'm it like, should I weed them out. Like ninety eight percent of people are not options anymore. I'm like, <laughs> well, fine. <Yeah>. Um, <laughs> but wait, Doctor Harris is going to hang out with us. Uh, we're going to take a quick break, but we're going to talk about what. What are some of the signs that you could be a love addict, but first this message? Welcome back, guys. You're listening to Kind of Dating. I'm here with Dr. Ayers talking about love addiction. And if maybe you're a love addict, uh, if you like what you've heard so far, though, give us a five-star review on the app wherever you get this. Um, Like this video on YouTube if that's where you're listening. And make sure to subscribe to the podcast wherever you are listening. Uh, Okay, so what are some of these signs or the you know I think you had said like is there like a quiz or huh? well so we can go through some yeah. questions on a love addiction
1: quiz if you want yeah. to and you know like I said, these are just sure signs to say, okay, like these behaviors that Mm -hmm. I'm engaging in probably aren't going to bring me to where I ultimately want to go. So let me work on these parts about myself. So you don't have to be like, oh my God, I'm a love addict. It's going to be like this forever. And I have to define myself by this. Don't define yourself. Just learn from it. It's just insight to yourself for you to grow to be able to get to that place cool. where you ultimately want to be mm-hmm. yeah right? no that's a, that's a i mean very i believe that point, with all addiction because i think like
2: you said people like just stick they're like oh i'm this label and i'm this forever it's like no, you can totally change and like, i
1: think that uh, there's models out there yeah. that make you believe that there's therapists out there that make you believe that and it makes you feel like you're stuck mm-hmm. and this will be like this forever and it's like no actually i'm going to practice self love right Mm -hmm. now I'm going to practice dating myself I'm going to say what do I ultimately want because it really is about me Mm -hmm. if your relationship's toxic it's not going to change
2: and before we jump into it I want to ask a quick question of like what's the difference between uh, love addiction and codependency because it sort of sometimes I think they pretty
1: much so go hand in hand because if I'm in a codependent relationship and I'm the codependent one who's like keeps wanting to attach to people Mm -hmm. it's pretty similar yeah yeah. so once again it's just these marketing Mm -hmm. titles that they put on things for me to gather information to look at myself yeah because like you were saying I could go I could go through my past and look at any of these questions and say wow I can relate to that so let's go through yeah 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 so you're very needy when it comes to relationships
2: Yeah, that's like a big one. Um, I'm not.
0: (laughs) When I was was
1: insecure
2: in my younger
1: years, it was I needed to know that they were there for me, that they loved me, that they Mm -hmm. were going to be around and I wanted them to be around me. Yeah, I wasn't needing to be there all the time and super, super needy, like calling and texting all the time. That to me, the neediness is insecurity.
2: Right? I would say the neediness on my side would, would be the other side. It's like when I was in shitty relationships, I needed to know where they were. Mm. I was mm-hmm. always like. Well, that's more
1: controlling. Yeah. So, where are you? I don't know if yeah. you're cheating on me. I yeah. don't know. I mean, if you're I would being... never
2: ask like the where are you kind of thing, but it would be like, I, I was just like, didn't we establish that, like, If, you know, I'm somewhere I tell you and you're somewhere you tell me. (laughs) (laughs) Well, if we establish that, then then that should uh, be
1: based on honesty and they're not playing their part. Right. Yeah. So to me, these guys that you were dating Mm -hmm. just weren't valuing you. Yeah. And you also weren't valuing yourself. That's really what it's about. 100%. Because this person is being a jackass. Yeah. And I keep allowing him in my life. What does that say about you? It's really nothing about him. Yeah. It's oh, really everything 100% about you, right? I agree, yeah. Because he's not going to change unless he wants to. Mm-hmm. So you embarked on a journey to make the changes within yourself. Yeah. And that's what it's really mm-hmm. about for anybody who's listening here. It's really about
2: you embarking on your journey. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, the next one is, do you fall in love very easily and too quickly? That would be a sure
1: sign yeah. right there. Yeah. And by the way, I, I love telling this story because— my husband and I have that intensity kind of a relationship, how it was in the beginning. I mean, he basically told me he was going to marry me on the second phone call. Oh, my God. So it was, I was like, yeah, 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 you're crazy. Like, this is really fast. But here we are 14 years later yeah. and we're still together wow. with a kid. So I, it can go that fast. But you have to be super evolved in knowing what you're doing as well as that other person. But for me, it's like, I wanted that. I wanted that love so badly that it was like, I would go for it, and every time I would fall in love really quickly, no yeah. matter who it was. Because yeah. I felt that wave, that instant,
2: like, oh, my God, yeah. he's so hot, or oh, yeah. my God, he's so amazing. That, and I think that that's, like, a very common thing, especially with girls, too, right? Like, they, they'll meet somebody, and then they're immediately, like— i'm gonna be mrs whatever his last name is and then like imagine what the wedding could be like and be like oh my god like people i mean they'll be like well what about the family i have to think about and i'm like no you just you just met them (laughs) i was so
1: that girl because i because when i wasn't aware enough Mm -hmm. in my younger years i would fantasize about how society taught me love was supposed to be. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to be married. I wanted to live this amazing life in this romantic sort of story that I created in my own mind. Mm -hmm. I didn't know any better. It's
2: just where I went. Yeah. Right? So... Uh, Yeah, and I think that was the one that was like, uh, you know, when you fall in love, you can't stop fantasizing even to do important things. You can't help yourself. No, because you're not
1: focused on yourself. You're not focusing on your value, Mm -hmm. your self-worth, what you want. You're focused on the relationship. Yeah. That doesn't make any sense, does Mm -hmm. it? It's like it's not the the relationship isn't
2: what's going to give you that. You're going to give you that. Yeah. Um, so these are 40 questions. We'll probably skip through a few of them, but, but we'll uh, figure out a way, guys, for you guys to to read all of them. But this is one I, th- I thought was good. When, when you're attracted to someone, you'll ignore all the signs that the person is not good for you. Red flag, yeah. red flag, red flag. Which is an episode we did with you. I know.
1: Go back and listen yeah. to
2: those because, man, those red flags. each have you done that? What the like what? when you're when you're uh, into someone uh, or you're attracted oh, to someone, you ignore you. all the signs that they're not good for you. I
0: mean, definitely when I was younger, I would. Do yeah. That. Like hands I've down, without a, someone. like without a doubt. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but why now looking back, why would you do that? Why would I? Why did I do that? Mm-hmm. I think because I, I probably just didn't feel like I would be able to get anything else.
1: Right. That's yeah. why we do mm-hmm. it, because, yeah. like, this one thing comes around, yeah. and, oh, my God, mm-hmm. there might not be another one out there. Yeah. That's why we settle, because yeah. we feel like we're never going to have that feeling again. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: 100%.
2: Dang. Yeah. So um, uh, when When a relationship ends, you feel your life is over, and more than once you've thought about suicide because of a failed relationship. Hmm. That's, That's really tu- sad. That's like a very tough one yeah, for that sure. Is sad. I mean, for me, I think when um, when a relationship has ended, especially with like the toxic ones, it's not like I ever thought of like ending my life, but I it really put me in a severe depression for like twice with the really toxic people.
1: Yeah. And I, I had, that's what had me actually write breakup emergency
2: mm-hmm.
1: was this one relationship. It ended when I was 27 years old and I was so quote unquote in love with this guy, by the way, like never right. would I be in love with him today, but yeah. I thought he was my forever love
0: oh, and,
1: God. and I didn't know how to get past this. I literally felt like my life was over. And so I started and, and therapy just kept keeping me in this, like, negative space that I didn't want to be in. And so I ended up writing my own book and then getting my master's and getting my doctorate. Amazing. <laughs> because of this one awesome relationship. Right. But isn't right? it crazy
2: how, like, sometimes it's, like, those bad things. It's also, like, you know, we talk about it a lot about transforming and, like, and using a negative into a positive. Like, I would never tell crazy guy who put me in, like, massive depression, like, the abusive relationship that he— Changed my life. I would never say thank you to him in person, you but I say thank you to him inside. Oh, you know, I, I would well, I just like never want to see him
1: again. But yeah, I, I thank them all. I write mm-hmm. about them all in my book yeah. because I'm so grateful for them to have broken up yeah. with me and to have been on my journey because I never would be here without them. Mm-hmm. So, like I was saying, it's all
0: yeah.
1: these stories and these experiences are all. A part of you becoming who you ultimately want to be yes. if you take it, that journey mm-hmm. of self-betterment. If you don't, you're going yeah. to keep having the same relationships mm-hmm. over and over and over again. So you've got to look at yourself and your part. Yeah. And so for me, it was like rushing into that intense feeling that mm-hmm. I was feeling, falling in love within three months and thinking that that was mm-hmm. it for the rest of my life. Yeah. It takes so long to get to know somebody. Mm. So long years yeah, and years and years. And you're still discovering. And you're still discovering constantly who this person is, because this person is also changing and evolving and growing. Mm -hmm. And so you get to know each other on a daily basis. Yeah. And it takes work to keep it
2: healthy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But yeah. And I think that that like, you know, for the people out there who do who might. Hear themselves back is like, oh my god, yeah, I am that person who gets like super down when like a relationship ends. You know, it's also to like coming back to your point of like, why is that happening for you? And to kind of really get down to the nitty gritty of like, for me, it was I was giving so much of myself to make this person feel better, feel good, or whatever it was. And then when it ended, I felt like depleted completely done i was like oh my god i have nothing else, else to give and mm. i failed you yeah. know and i was mm. like I, I just brought it back onto myself and i i think that there are a lot of people who like think that you know and and like Aisha's point of like worrying that you won't find anybody else yeah right because you
1: use the word failed and I don't believe in failing Mm -hmm. I believe in there's a saying called failing forward where it's like it might have gone bad but let's like move forward from here Mm -hmm. let's look at why what was I doing why did I attract this person Mm -hmm. what's my part in it it's so easy to just focus on those other people Mm -hmm. it's so much easier to do that
2: yeah that, that relation, like I said, is what sparked me on my journey. Like, it's is what got me into therapy, and I started discovering. I was like, this is fucked up. Like, why did I do this? And so all my friends were like, you're so smart. Like, there was no reason. And then it all starts coming out. You right. Know? And now you start discovering yeah. mm-hmm. more and more pieces yeah. of you. Yeah. I think this is another good one. Um, uh, you are overwhelmed with loneliness when you're not in love or in a relationship. Mm. And I think that, like... <sighs> What do you guys think about, you know, people in big cities well, oftentimes it, feel the most lonely yeah, even though they're yeah. you're lonely, surrounded by people.
1: That's a state of mind. Yes, I agree. I agree. Okay, so also what we're finding today is that people are looking on social yes. and mm-hmm. they're looking at other people's lives. And by the way, those lives are bullshit. <laughs> like I Completely. know, I can say personally, I know some people out there who are influencers or who are popular in the media. And, you know, like you are with I was with them a few minutes beforehand and they were right. arguing and then they're putting these amazing photos on social media. And I'm like, yeah. what the like, mm-hmm. how is this? Why? Yeah. You're not even being honest. Yeah. And then I have people in my coming into our clinic or my therapy office co- being so sad because their lives aren't are paling in comparison in their imagination to these other people yeah. and these other relationships mm-hmm. that they're seeing out there.
2: When in all reality is like, that's not even the truth. Yeah, right. mm-hmm. And you know, I, uh, I recently, I've been taught, I've been gushing about it a lot, but there's a book, um, the book of joy by uh, Dalai Lama and uh, Archbishop Desmond Tutu. Mm-hmm. And they have a great chapter in it about loneliness that like helped me a lot because uh You know, I've gone through my bouts for sure of like being far away from my family and being like, oh, you know, like not feeling like there was somebody of my own when when they were all so far away. And when I read that book, he he, you know, as Dalai Lama, who was exiled, moved away from his family. He, you know, lived in a different country and he meets strangers every day. And. And how does he deal with that state of loneliness. And he also talks about it as being like a state of mind. And he reminds himself that every day he feels lonely. He says, there are 7 billion other people here with me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And when you sit, like we're sitting in a room right now, and the at the end of the day, your experience is alone. You're Technical experience, but your experience is never actually alone because every second you're interacting with somebody, you can never go through life not having any interaction with the person. So, and he reminds you of like, try to find the connection with every human as that, that there's seven billion people going through the exact same things as you. It's fear, it's anger, it's love, it's joy, it's, you know, sadness, it's whatever. And finding that way to connect. And like, it's really helped me a lot to be like, oh, Right, and also just how uh, connection
1: within yourself. Right, if I'm feeling lonely and I'm feeling depressed or I'm feeling sadness, what in my life do I want to be experiencing that I'm not allowing myself to experience that I'm thinking that I need mm-hmm. relationship to experience mm-hmm. that. You know, that's a big yep. thing because we are seek when we when we're single and we haven't found that relationship. That's what we're seeking, mm-hmm. right? So we're thinking that that's what's going to fulfill us when in fact it's not going to be what's going to fulfill us yeah we have to find that within and when we find that within that's when we're going to attract that ultimate person that we really want Mm -hmm. to attract
2: right it's also like that thing right where a lot of people like example don't travel because they're like i'm not going to go to this city because i'm waiting to go here with like the love of my life and what if you were to go to that
1: city and meet the love of your life when i went through my last breakup before meeting my husband i was so distraught and i ended up going to paris by myself and hawaii by myself And I like hiked the Nepali coast Mm -hmm. and I went to yoga classes and I went and you know, in ate in healthy restaurants. Okay. And I really started a love affair with myself. Mm-hmm. And by the way, three months later was when I met my husband. <laughs> so I feel that that's yeah. the journey you really want to go on. But not just, I'm going to pretend to be on this journey. Sometimes yeah. we do yeah. have to act as if to get there. But really, like, what does that look like? Yeah, oh, yeah, and I have another client who was doing the same thing. She was got married really young. And she was married to this horribly abusive, addictive human being. And she ended up divorcing him and then she started taking these singles like 30 something trips around the world like she went to costa rica she went to indonesia (laughs) like she went to these places and then along that journey she ended up meeting somebody on coffee meets bagel Mm. right so that's what i believe Mm -hmm. like Find a love addiction to yourself
2: yeah. instead of to somebody else. Yeah, yeah. I love that. Um, we're going to rush through a couple more of these before uh, another break, but you try to be, you try very hard to be who your partner wants you to be. You'll never do anything uh, to please, you will do anything to please him or her, even abandon yourself, like sacrifice what you want, need, and value. That was me. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. And
1: that's an interesting thing that we'll talk about on our next podcast. Like when we start getting in our yeah. distress sequences, mm-hmm. like what happens when we're like trying to please other people because that might be part of our personality type, mm-hmm. or I'm putting all my energy and focus into somebody else, mm-hmm. but I'm not doing it for myself. Mm -hmm. Like, to me, all of this is workable. So if you're feeling like this sounds like something you do, then there's just a void within yourself that you need to gain and build self esteem. Mm -hmm. And don't rush through that. I find that a lot of people in their 20s are so rushing to get to the end Mm -hmm. result of finding a relationship that they can't even get their mind past just calming yourself Mm -hmm. maybe practice some mindfulness like slowing down because there's not a rush I kept thinking there was a rush to get in the right career to get in the right relationship and that's why Mm -hmm. I was just in this horrible cycle myself yeah and then once I slowed it down and put on the brakes was when the beauty of life started unfolding for me
2: and you also like tend to weed out a lot more people when you actually take time to get to know them to be honest with you like I tell people this too now because again old me used to probably you know be more on the physical first and then you know I was I used to be the opposite I was a feeler first thinker later and now I'm the thinker first feeler later and it's like the you know but when I've done that, I've gone like after a month with somebody and I'm like, I don't actually think that this would work or like I actually don't like you. Like, once you get to know them and then I'm like, oh, at least I didn't, you know, not like if I didn't want to, but like I didn't do a, a bunch of things that I didn't have to do with somebody or like waste more of my time. Which or whatever is so awesome I, because yeah.
1: by these experiences, you're getting to know yourself better because yeah. you're self-analyzing, which is so cool.
0: Right? Yeah, yeah. And it's it like, is. okay, yeah. at least I
1: didn't engage in that behavior again. Mm-hmm. And I just needed to be reminded by going on this date that I used to do that and I don't yeah. want to do that anymore. Yeah.
2: yeah, it's it's really fascinating. Um, do you know people like this, Aish, who love romance?
0: Um, less now. Yeah. Which is interesting, but definitely like coming up. Yeah. That was like a thing but I think people are so jaded now yeah they are
2: (laughs) but ah. I think see I think people who are jaded secretly like are more romantic but it says like here it says you have more you've had more than one romantic interest at a time even when it involved Mm -hmm. dishonesty Mm. would you what would you say doctors I have a friend of mine who is consciously the other person to a married couple well she so so they or she was married uh cheated on her partner with this person that she is with but that person also had a partner and but she continues to be even though her marriage broke up she continues to be the other person for this other thing and i've asked her and i'm like you're okay with this and she's like oh no she's the love of my life and i'm like what? but even if she doesn't leave the person and it's like yeah it's fine
1: i Okay. So if that's the best you want to be, if that's yeah. your best self, is that your best self? I yeah. always question. That's why we called our company Best Self. It's when you think of becoming your best self. What do you think of? Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: Oh. Well, what, what do, do I think of? What do think of? Um. Um. Oh my God. I don't know. I don't know my best self now. Uh. I think of myself as like um. Like a, a happy, secure person that you know genuinely like doesn't. Like I just want I want to make like be, like con- conscious better decisions all the time right. and like not reactive. Mm-hmm. Right, so it kind makes you
1: think about yourself. Yeah, right? so that's like the, the journey of relationship should be like my best self, mm-hmm. and it's a forever journey. My husband and I have conversations, you know, all the time right now on, is this really how you want to communicate with me? Is this really what you're doing right now? Like you should really look at yourself and question yourself. Like, yeah, if you're really being the best self you can mm-hmm. be. And it's like a forever evolving thing. But when you're thinking about your best self, think of that being your future self, your higher self, your best self. And when you're in this relationship dynamic, is this who your best self yeah. want to be with? Mm-hmm. And is this who your best self is how your best self is gonna behave? Yeah. Right?
2: Can I say my I want my best self to not worry. <laughs> Right, so like what, what's like, the
1: opposite of not? Because you're still in the not oh, or the don'ts.
2: Or uh, um, uh, what's the opposite? <laughs> uh, to be sure, uh-huh. be confident. Yeah, right. right. Okay, Ed yeah. Decisions. Yeah, I guess yeah. that would. Right. So would be I know in my heart. Yeah.
1: Right. So if I'm going on this date with this guy and I'm second questioning his motives, right. mm-hmm. and I'm not Definitely. sure what he's all about. <laughs> yep. <laughs> But I'm still going to go there
2: anyway. Yeah, this is definitely <laughs> right? an inside joke right Right, <laughs> Right, But She knows what I'm dealing with.
1: <laughs> but, right? Yeah, Is that totally. my best self? No, my right. best self is like, oh, yeah, I'm going to explore this. Yeah, and I'm right. totally confident. I know what his motives are. My heart knows
0: mm-hmm.
2: that
1: this is a good thing. hmm mm. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I never question my husband's love for me, ever. And is that
2: okay to come in time, like, when you get to know as you get to know people? And it takes time to get to know somebody.
1: To, like, build that. if it's me and I have a past of questioning people or not trusting people, Mm -hmm. then I can look at that within myself, and I can also see, okay, what's the truth here? Mm -hmm. Right? So it's always good to talk to a third party Mm -hmm. when I'm trying to grow Mm -hmm. through these Issues,
2: yeah, which is why, guys, therapy is amazing. (laughs) Um, You, I think this one is big. Also, you chase after people who have rejected you and tried desperately to change their minds.
1: I read this quote, and I'm not going to get it right, but it's something like this: "Love is a like a fart. The more you push."
2: That was the on your that was, oh, on, that was on Instagram. Yours it was on yours. Yeah. love is like a fart. Love the is like the, the more you force, force it, it's probably it the, shit. Yes. <laughs> that was yes. on yours. I read it. That That's was That's so brilliant. funny. Everybody loved that yeah. one. Yeah, no, I found it online. So, I can't steal it. It's not mine. Yeah, but whoever wrote that yeah. it was brilliant,
1: right? Yeah. Cuz it it like caught my eye. I Actually yeah. texted it to one of my "quote unquote love addict clients" last yeah. night who was texting me at midnight, oh, keeping trying to like make this relationship work after 3 years yeah. and it's all ta- like there's nothing healthy about it. Yeah, right? Yeah. And so it's shit. Mhm.
2: Yeah, actually my 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 good friend uh and he's going to know cuz I told him to listen to this podcast but is going through <laughs> the same thing where he's dealing with somebody who is just not not showing up even once. You know what I mean? Or yeah. maybe the first time did and like sh- and like he's latching on to that. Yeah. And the rest is like not the person is not showing up again and keeps calling me to tell me this person, this happened, this person, this happened. I'm like, I- I mean, I hate to go back to the simple quote we talk about with Maya Angelou, but like when somebody shows you who they are the first time. Mm -hmm. And so I'm like, when the first time they ditch you, okay, second time, three times. Why am
1: I going to chase somebody who's not showing interest when it comes to relationship? Like, I'm sorry. I don't have time for that. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like if you want to be with me, like, look, I know that I... I will always have to work on myself that I'm not a perfect mm-hmm. human being. But if there is core stuff mm-hmm. about me that you're not wanting to be with, then.
0: Yeah. Okay. And how,
2: how can people sort of uh, build that standard for themselves but not be. um not come off arrogant or whatever it is. But
1: why would that be arrogant? Well, cause I'm just saying, like, is I've not... had
2: guys say that to me, like, where the, you know, not like, well, uh, they haven't used their the word self-esteem arrogant. Was shot, yeah. Right?
1: Because you weren't having, you weren't feeling yeah. that connection. Yeah. So. And
2: I've been like, you know what? Like, I value myself. And then they're like, arr, arr. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't understand why that's like a bad thing that I. There you are know. a
1: lot of men out there and a lot mm-hmm. of women out there. Lot of guys and girls mm-hmm. we're like kind human beings that yeah. don't give that kind of response yeah right and so that's what i would love for you to start seeking yeah it's like that like mate you know who's right. self-confidence so that doesn't have to play these bullshit mm-hmm. games that's just straight up this mm-hmm. is where i'm at and once you find that you'll know that
2: yeah yeah, yeah. totally
1: because it's not self-love is it's like being self-full is not being mm-hmm. selfish mm. it's being self-full
2: yeah yeah, and and it's interesting because, like, I just—I I keep bringing it up because I think, like, guys are saying these things a lot more to girls now, and I, I want girls to be able to also, like, stand up for themselves. But that's
1: very manipulative. Yeah. Right? And so—and then you find that because sex is so easy mm-hmm. yeah. nowadays yep. when it comes—it's like— every intention behind a lot of these people on these dating sites where they just want to get laid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they might be manipulating. They might be cajoling, mm-hmm. all telling you lies, all of these things. Yeah. Um, and just because they have an ulterior mm-hmm. motive, they want something else. Yeah. And they keep that, they play that love addictive mm-hmm. kind of a game.
2: Yeah. And I say it again because, like, Um, for me as somebody who's starting to, you know, I don't have rules, but I do try and I've said it very openly on the show, I usually don't kiss anybody on a first date. And that's not a rule. It's It's just yeah. And, and, and yesterday, when somebody tried, I, I actually he, he was like, Can I kiss you? And I said, no and and he's like oh i just thought i felt the vibe and i was like i was on my phone so like no and um and but i but then i tried to explain i was like hey it's not a you thing i just generally don't and then he's like oh so you have a rule and and tried to turn it around on me and i got mad about it and i was like um i guess if you want to call it that but it's not really because i've broken it with other people but it's just very rare and i tried to be like well the reason is and i don't know a nice way to put it but You know, I'm very aware that guys also try to go out with girls for these things. Like, just to say, like, I got this from her. I did this. And I blah, blah, blah. And so... I'm pretty conscious that I've gone on a lot of first dates and I kind of sort of value my kiss and I'm like I don't really give them out for free like that but that's <laughs> and smart it turned out into like oh so you think you're so
1: that's what his motive was that's I what mean, I said sh- so, and I, like, and I, so there's right. your Maya yeah. Angelou thing right yeah. there it's like if he's going to get pissed off at you for like setting a boundary mm-hmm. right. where you don't feel comfortable yeah. then sorry and he's... I said and
2: I was like you know I don't know I was like the longest relationships I've had they waited and they didn't get offended and they right. didn't get upset mm-hmm. that I said and like, you know, they were like, "Oh, cool! Like, I want to see her again, anyways." But seeing those
1: boundaries are showing, like, I, I'm getting closer to knowing what I want. Yeah, the right yeah. person is going to stick around mm-hmm. for that, and I'm a firm believer in that. Yeah, when you don't want to give up sex. And intimacy so easily mm-hmm, right? because you're not truly valuing who you are when you do that and you're not sure. Mm-hmm. And when you're really looking for a committed relationship and you're not 100%, then wait until you're totally ready and you yeah. have a commitment from that person. There's nothing wrong with that. I'm, I'm a believer in that. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Um, we went way over for this segment. I see Jenna shaking her head at me. She's like, <laughs> get off. Um, we're going to take a quick break guys. Uh, but we're still coming back. Dr. Eris is going to be here. Um, we would love to hear from you though. So send us your dating questions and thoughts. If you have any, uh, so far on love addiction to kind of dating at gmail.com. We can also set you up with, uh, Dr. Eris. What's your, um, how can people reach you?
1: You can go to Instagram at Dr. Eris. It's D-R-E-R-I-S. And then you can also go to DrEris.com, all spelled out, Dr. D-O-C-T-O-R-E-R-I-S.com.
2: Awesome. Um, We're still coming back, though, guys. Uh, Make sure you follow us on social media at Kind of Dating. And we're going to talk about, get a little bit deeper on, like, what are some of these reasons that make people a love addict? We talked about it a little bit. We'll delve a little deeper. But first, this message. All right, all right, all right. I feel like Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> um, I'm here with Aisha, Dr. Aris. We're talking about love addiction. Oh, so I learned a lot. I'm already like, goddamn. Like I still have, I, I still have so a lot much, of work. So, work um, to do. so we talked about some of the the reasons that people, you know. Uh, find themselves in these patterns of love addiction or any kind of addiction, whatever it is. And I really like what you said before, which is look at it as, like, signs. Information. Information is Mm -hmm. the word. That was so great.
1: I love that. Yeah. Information about me. Like, what is it about me that I get to work on or look at. Mm-hmm. Why am I doing this? Yeah, And
2: that's so easily applicable to, like you said, everything. Like, why are you having anxiety? What's going on if you're feeling depressed? It like, means what's that the I'm in-
1: not at where I truly want to be, where my best self wants mm-hmm. to be. That's where I'm not. So how can I get
2: there? How mm-hmm. can I start working on myself to get there? Yeah. So is it, does it always, does it just core come down to self-esteem issues or is it loneliness
1: Well, I think some of it at the core is attachment Mm -hmm. issues with your childhood mm-hmm. right so there's something there that you're trying to heal whether it's I am have fear of abandonment mm-hmm. I'm trying to super attach to mom and dad that maybe they had an uh, unhealthy relationship or I had an unhealthy relationship or they weren't around or they are around too much mm-hmm. so I think that if we can start to really understand ourselves at our foundation and our core that's going to give us a lot of insight as to why we are behaving in mm-hmm. these sorts of ways now that doesn't mean that you have to work on yourself or ever mm-hmm. to get through them but i think awareness is key mm-hmm. when it comes to that that's yeah. why most of us are having these confused sort of relationships and then we can call it codependency or love addiction or whatever you want to call it there's certain learned behaviors that we got through our childhood experiences. Mm-hmm. So I think if you get to take a real look at yourself in the mirror and maybe understand why that is, then you can get through that.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And a lot of times when you get through it, you, you said it earlier, too, you ask yourself, you're like, what the fuck was I thinking? I'm <laughs> telling you, like, Definitely.
1: I've had multiple relationships, many relationships in my 20s where I was like, what the fuck, like I did that. This is so embarrassing. Oh I can't even believe this guy made me that nervous Where I acted that yep. way. Like, I can't even mm-hmm. believe that. And so look, like give yourself a break, like forgive yourself. And when I find people not being able to understand these things in themselves when it comes to relationships, is they're so focused on trying to figure out why this person is doing that and why I can't get through it, mm-hmm. right? Because they're fixated on the person and this dynamic instead of saying, okay, what is it about you? Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, I think one of the mm, best tips for me is somebody who had, like, serious trust issues, like hardcore, you know, where... Um, like I said, I would want to know like things all the time, you know, and, and I remember when it came down to my ex and he did, you he, he, he cheated on me. Right. Because you weren't attracting trustworthy people. Yeah. So if I'm not
1: having trust issues, but I'm going to keep attracting mm-hmm. untrustworthy people yeah. in my life.
2: Yeah. Right. And, but I remember with that one, it like got to a point where I had to check something of his and. And I remember my therapist, who was, a, who was a guy, and he actually said to me, he goes, honestly, normally I would not condone this behavior, but you actually, w- w- the way what you did is, like, it got you your answer. Mm-hmm. And he goes, but what I want you to do for your next time is, like, before you, like, think about, like the feeling like when you're getting the feeling is the information you need that something is off right listen you like i have was to telling go you do earlier it. like yeah. listen to your intuition yes. yeah.
1: your intuition is key like we all have it yeah it's all there mm-hmm. it's just that we ignore it totally. because we're so afraid of being alone yeah. yep. so we'll just attach ourselves yeah. to this toxic situation yep. and we'll stay there and we're wasting a bunch of time mm-hmm. um but you know what like
2: we all do it. I mean, not we all, yeah, but, yeah, like, but like but we now, do it,
1: it's, it's okay.
2: Yeah, yeah. But now I'm really, really conscious of it. Since that time, I have gotten to that point where if something feels off for me, I don't act on it. And I'm like, mm, OK, I like take a step back and I'm like confront it. And I go and I ask the person, I'm like, what's up? Like, this is how I'm feeling. So something's up, mm-hmm. you know, and versus like me going to seek out something, you know, right. like a detective. <laughs> yeah. um, so maybe even for you,
1: it's focusing on being in a trusting relationship. Mm-hmm. Oh, I for wanna sure. I want to be in, with somebody that I just feel safe with. Mm-hmm. I feel like I can totally trust
2: him. Yeah. You know, because I'm such a free person that I and I do so much that I don't want to be worried about anybody else. I'm like, do you right. live your life? Totally. You know, and I want to like, I don't believe like you're never going to look at anybody. You're never going to flirt with it. That's not what I'm saying. No, but just but, somebody you that, you know, that yeah. feels safe. Mm-hmm. That's it. Yep. And there are people out there.
1: Yeah. I mean, my husband and I go have totally different sleep schedules. Yeah. Like, I like to go to bed early. He goes to bed at, like, 3 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> He's, like, in his man clay, cave playing drums all night, <laughs> watching his shows, like, doing his thing. And I'm like, do you, and I'll do me, Yeah, and we'll get along. But there's no— insecurity attached that he might be doing something off yeah you know people are like well how can you not go to bed at the same time and i'm like why yeah like we allow ourselves to be each other and that's really important so it's but feeling safe right? you just you know in your gut if you can trust this person Mm -hmm. or not
2: very true very true guys i'm really curious in the studio here what's your best self
0: (laughs) that's funny um. <laughs> I was like I got put on the spot I can't be the only one um 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 okay keeping it positive um <laughs> and, and
2: active statements right, right. yeah not yes. the not like me um
0: right um I guess it would be similar um just being confident in my own decisions and being in a trusting relationship where I just don't even have to think about anything like him doing anything else yeah Um, And just feeling confident enough in myself that like, yeah, I'm enough. Yeah. So I think that would be mine.
2: Yeah. Do people end up having like the same best self? (laughs)
1: Well, ultimately, you're looking at qualities within yourself, right? Mm -hmm. But no, we're all different. We're all unique individuals. But I think that the values and qualities that we're seeking for some of us can be very similar. Yeah. Right. And
0: it grows; your changes. Best self? Uh, for me, um, with the growth and everything, uh, my best self is—I'm determined to be the best father I can be, best husband eventually, and the best son I can be. Uh, especially, you know, given this time with all the male t- 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 toxicity or whatever the case may be, uh, the conflict between male and female relationships uh, is trying to. Find that image
1: and be that in the world. And I think that's like being truthful to yourself, right? It's just that being self-full. Like this is who I am and not feeling bad for all that I want to do because somebody else is going to make you feel it that way. Like your mate, your best self's mate is going to want you to be that, you know, want you to be all that you want to be. They're not going to try and Mm -hmm. stop you from being that.
2: yeah. That's a, that I would add that to my list also. <laughs> yeah. Somebody because ultimately yeah. relationship is all is about support. two
1: individuals right. yeah. going on a journey together mm-hmm. and we're creating this similar vision together of what we want out mm-hmm. of life. Yeah. And we have to check in with each other. I have couples check in with each other every six months, at least once a year mm-hmm. to redefine what that is. Oh, that's
2: good. Yeah. Jenna, what was yours? I didn't I didn't forget about you, girl. <laughs> uh, being Mm. Self-sufficient because I feel like once I'm fully self-sufficient, I can rely on someone else out of choice and Mm. because I truly trust them as opposed to out of some need that might be conscious or unconscious yeah just smart this is a little smart cookie yeah. we got we got, yeah. an, we got but that's, smart why, that's why that's why my husband
1: show. and i called the company best self because yeah, like it, it really makes you look at yourself and yeah. who i am right and in as an individual yeah and then when you choose a relationship that it's like similar match Mm.
2: and I think I think it's a really nice way also of dealing with something like this what we're talking about any kind of addiction issues is like asking yourself what is your best self and like how can you you know make choices that kind of lead you towards that versus this thing that you're trying to fill this void that you're filling with these addictions mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I think it's like a nice way to yeah and think I think that it. the
1: old addiction models mm-hmm. from the 40s like the 12-step programs and all of that as great as they are when it comes to community and some of the tools that they are it keeps you in this disease kind of mindset mm-hmm. that this is who I am forever versus hey like this is a part of my journey a part of my life now what do i need to do to better myself so that i don't engage like what are those parts that i need to heal mm-hmm. within myself yeah right yeah. and that, and for that forever journey yeah well, this was an amazing conversation. Yay! I'm I so love glad having you on. Oh, good! You're so great. So I'll be back. Yeah, you're going to be back for another episode.
2: <laughs> I can actually
1: just talk relationships all day. <laughs> Every which, day. Well, listen,
2: if, we, if you could do it, I yeah. mean, I just want to sit here and listen. Um, so we added a new question in. I didn't tell you this before. You remember we did five questions before. Oh, and, great! And now we do six questions oh, let's do um, because we added one that I was like, "Oh, I'm so fascinated by this." And um, guys, we're going to do six. Six questions with Dr. Eris. Uh, it's our original dating version of the Bernard Pivot Questionnaire made famous on Inside the Actor Studio, but this is our original version. So, Dr. Eris, here are your six questions. Kind of rapid fiery, okay? So don't overthink it, which I know you won't. <laughs> <laughs> what is the first thing you notice about a potential partner? Their energy. Ooh. What is your one deal breaker? Too much drinking. Mm. What turns you on? Confidence. Tell us one of your strengths and one of your weaknesses in relationships. So my strength is
1: that I can really make things happen. Yeah. Within a relationship. I mean, I just love it. I love making things happen. And then my weaknesses are that i don't that i need to work on i think my husband would definitely say this like stop bringing up topics at the wrong time (laughs) like the timing is off i'm like but it's on my mind right now i need to talk about it right now and he's like no 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 like this was just bad timing yeah you know so i need to rethink timing um that's what i'm saying it's a constant journey it is it is this is our new question Mm -hmm. what is love Love is
2: self-full. Mm, I like that. I like it. Um, Besides I love you, what three words would you want your partner to tell you? Here for you. Yes! uh, I love it. (laughs) Guys, Dr. Aris on the Kind of Dating podcast. Once again, how can people find you on socials and your website?
1: Go to dreris.com, spelled out D O C T O R E R I S, and on Instagram it's at D R
2: E R I S. Nice. Aish, where people find you?
0: I am. Aish says dance across all platforms.
2: Eric, where do people find you?
0: Easy underscore the underscore engineer.
2: Easy underscore the underscore engineer. No, it is right? Okay, good. I was like, <laughs> Jenna is not on socials because she's the smartest young person I know. You know. But we are, friends. We are on socials. We are at Kind of Dating on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. I am at Natasha Chandel on Facebook, Instagram, and Natasha underscore Chandell on Twitter. Thank you so much for downloading this episode. If you could please take a few seconds and review us on iTunes and download the rest of our shows, I'd appreciate it. And remember, there is now a video version of this podcast that's on YouTube. So search Kind of Dating, subscribe, share, and comment. Um, and send us your dating stories and thoughts to kindofdating at gmail.com. Finally, go for it, Aisha.
0: I know it's hard out there,
2: but just try. Till next time. (laughs) Kinda Dating is produced by myself and Eric Griffin, who's also our audio engineer. Our associate producer is Aisha Holden, and our show assistant is Jenna Ribbing. The opening music is composed by Joe Lorenzetti, and our logo and graphics are by Jenna Yannick and K. Daniel Ellis.